Turn with me, if you will, in God's Word to uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 8. <clears throat> Felt led to talk about the Gospel this morning and how the Gospel touches lives and how the Gospel can change lives. You know, there are many people today in a situation of addiction. And sometimes those people don't realize that they're in um, such a, a condition of addiction. Some addictions are overt, and, and they carry um, uh, much more physical in injuries than some others. Uh, some are more physically seeable by us, like when you think about drug addiction, when you think about alcohol addiction, th th those have some, some dire consequences both to the, the person who is caught up in the addiction and to uh, those who have um, loving relationships around them. But a lot of people who are in that condition don't even, may not even realize that they're caught up in, in a drug addiction. Some addictions are um, more subtle, such as addictions to gambling. And of course, that, that, that can have dire consequences to one's finances and can even <clears throat> lead to a broken family's you know, just like um, the, the, the um, drug addiction and alcohol addiction can do, a gambling addiction can also uh, ruin families because of, of the financial security that, that, that is undermined because of it. But it's not, as, it, it's, not, it's not as physically overt as some of the others. It's not as physically damaging, but, but, but it damages other people. And sometimes addictions are, are barely noticeable. Like, uh, you know, teenagers having a, an addiction to social media. But that addiction is very real, too, because uh, a, a lot of uh, younger people seek affirmation through social media. And uh, you've seen in the news lately how <clears throat> young girls are getting caught up in social media to get that affirmation. And yet, uh, you know, you've got other kids. Kids are mean, by the way. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> But some kids are very mean, and, and they, they, they'll shame, you know, these, these young teenage girls who are, um, and, and uh, tear them down and, and, and uh, curse at them and, uh, you know, uh, just defame their looks or whatever <clears throat> whenever they post pictures online. But some kids, they're, they're, their world revolves around that social media, and, you know, that, that, that's where they find their affirmation in life. But, it, but it's an addiction like any other. And you know, people are addicted in various ways to, you know, to the Internet. But I believe the gospel of Jesus Christ <clears throat> preaches and teaches us about freedom. And, and freedom is very important for us to understand. Not just any kind of freedom, but a freedom that only God can give through the Son, Jesus Christ. So in chapter 8, beginning at verse 31, I wanted to read these verses to you. It says this, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in me and my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham, and we have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. 
The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. Let's pray this morning. Lord, <clears throat> we just ask that God that you would add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of your word. Father, let it go forth and not return void. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Jesus tells these, this group of uh, Jewish believers here, says that these were Jews who believed, um, that knowledge of the truth would set them free. Knowledge of the truth. Now, not just any kind of truth. In context, we're talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. So the, 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 the truth here is the good news of Jesus Christ coming into the world to free people from their sins in, in this context. Knowledge of, of His truth that He is bringing forth would set them free from their sins. Now, <clears throat> I question whether these folks were really believers or not, as far as believers in the salvation that Christ can give. Uh, John calls them believers, but, that, but in context, you know, Jesus is talking to um, the, the, the crowds, and I think that there were some Jews who may, may have caught on or, or believed uh, some of his teaching, and, or, or they, they believed something about him. That they believed something that, that he said. Because I think their question kind of be, betrays that, that, uh, what they thought and what their identity was. But Jesus, you know, he, he knows the hearts of, of, of these, these Jewish believers. And, and usually when, when John talks about the Jews, he's not talking about the whole Jewish race necessarily. Um, most often he's talking about some Jewish leadership. Uh, particularly the the Pharisees or the Sanhedrin uh, or, or the, the Sadducees, excuse me. Pharisees and Sadducees who sat on the governing group called the Sanhedrin. The, 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 this was a group of Jews who, who heard Jesus and, and they liked what he said and, and, and they, they believed what he said in, in this moment. And Jesus, knowing their hearts, looks directly at them and says, you know, what he says here. If you abide in me... If you abide in my word, excuse me, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, Jesus could have just been talking in generalities there, but I think Jesus knew their heart. <laughs> he knew each of their hearts in that moment. That, that they believed in something that Jesus said, or, or that they believed something about him, but they did not yet have the saving faith they needed in order to be believers. And he tells them, if you abide in my word, if you remain in my word, um, the other way of saying that would be if you remain faithful to what I'm teaching you, then you will know the, the grand truth and the truth will set you free. Now, we, we know that these Jewish <clears throat> believers and Jesus had, had no understanding of what Jesus was saying here or, or why he said it because that's reflected in their next question. 
And, and it shows a little bit of, of arrogance on these uh, Jewish um, leaders' um, part. And, and they say this, We are the offspring of Abraham, and we have never um, been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? <clears throat> now the first part of that is that they said, said that, um, you know, we're not slaves because we are children of Abraham. So I think in one sense that they, 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 they understood what Jesus was saying, but in another sense they didn't. What I mean by this is, is this, that they knew that Abraham, the, the significant figure among the Jews, was under God's covenant blessing. And God promised Abraham as part of the covenant. He promised him a, a place where God would dwell with them, and he promised them offspring so that they would have, uh, that their, their, their lives would continue on through their offspring um, through all time. And, you know, Abraham, you know, was an old man. There's no way he could have produced this. God, in a miraculous way, <clears throat> caused his wife Sarah, who was 90 years old, to have a child, Isaac. And through him, the promise continued through all time. And so these Jews are relying on a past promise of God based on their heritage and based on a religious identity. And they thought those were the things that were going to save them in the end. And that because they were children of Abraham who was in covenant with God all those years ago and, and they believed it's passed down to them by, by heritage, by birth, that they had no need to, to say that they were slaves because they, they belonged to God. That because they were children of Abraham, they were children of God. And they thought, well, we're not slaves to anybody. <clears throat> that, that <clears throat> we're not enslaved to anything or anyone because, because we belong to Abraham. They had these blinders on their eyes and, and, and Jesus saw it, and he tries to, to draw or, or remove those blinders from them. But here, automatically, before he um, even gets the words out to help them remove the blinders that are on them, that they were slaves in a way, they say that, well, we're not slaves. Now, if you know anything about, about the history of Israel at this time, uh, they were very much slaves. <laughs> whether they realized it or not. In a very real sense, political sense, they were. That they were under the control of a totalitarian empire called the Roman Empire. <laughs> but, but, they, but because you know, the Romans had, had allowed uh, these nations around them to have some sort of self-governance, um, you know, they uh, never, never thought of themselves as being under, under the oppression. Now there was times that they, you know, when the Romans um, cracked down on them and showed them that they were, uh, you know, slaves. But that, but this is this is just their arrogance. That they're they're blind. That they're blinded by darkness. But even more so than than this um, political oppression that they were under. Jesus says the real oppression is your sin. He says here in verse 34, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. 
In fact, you might be, I mean, he's saying to these Jews, you might believe in me. You might have believed in some of the things that I have said. You might even believe in the miracles. You might even believe that I, I was sent by God to do these things. But you are still continuing on in a pattern of sin. And because you're still continuing on in a pattern of sin, you are still a slave to sin. You know, the Bible tells us, that, um, or the Apostle Paul tells us in Romans, and, and uh, it's also mentioned in the Psalms, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There is no one righteous, no, not one, the, the psalmist tells us. Every person who has ever lived since the time of Adam and Eve has sinned in some way or another. And because they have a sinful nature within, that they continue to sin. It can't help but sin. Sin, sin is, is a fact of life. That, that, that they continue on sinning all the time. The, one of the reasons that God um, flooded the earth was because He said in Genesis chapter 6 that the thoughts and the inclinations of their heart was only evil all the time. And because of that, violence had filled the earth. So God decided to start over with Noah and his family. That, that, that's how terrible sin had become. And then he gave the, the promised rain, of, of the rainbow uh, as a sign of a covenant with mankind that he would not destroy them in this way again, but would provide um, safety for them, an ark, just like he provided for Noah. That there was a way to be saved from, our, from the sin within and from the violence. And an early sign of God's promise of salvation for mankind. And don't let anybody else tell you that, that the rainbow symbolizes anything different than that. Um, that that's all I'll say on that one. <laughs> but anyway, um, God wants us to know, and I think Jesus wants us to know, that without Him, we are still caught up in the practices of sin. He's telling these, these Jewish believers who, who, who believed in the things that he said, who, who liked some of the things that he said, liked some of the things that, that he did, and even believed that he was sent from God. They did not have the one thing they needed, which, which was to be set free in their hearts from the practices of sin, from continuing on in a life of sin. Jesus is telling them, your heritage in Abraham doesn't mean anything if, 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 if you are still in the practices of sin then you are enslaved to sin you're no longer in Abraham's house you're no longer part of his religious heritage you are, you are caught up in, in, a, in a prison cell with chains locked away in darkness and you cannot break free from it you cannot be freed from it not in and of yourself. Because he says here, a person who is a slave in a house, they have no rights. They, 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 um, they're in the house for whatever short period of time, and, and, and while they're there, they have no rights while they're in that house. Sometimes slaves 
were set free. Sometimes slaves were set free and then adopted. Sometimes slaves were slaves all their lives and, and they died as slaves. But whatever it is, the, those slaves have a temporary existence, number one, and, you know, number two, that they have no rights in that house whatsoever. They, they, they can't go out and do what, what they want. They cannot go out and, and, um, and serve God as they, as they would like. They, they cannot go out and, and, um, and, and be, with, with, be with the ones they love and have great relationships. Now, in, their, in these Jews' thoughts and minds, too, they're, they're thinking, you know, I get to be with my family every day. What's, you know, I, I, I don't have a, a problem with sin. Um, I, I, I don't have a problem with, with, with oppression. I, I have a good relationship with my family, a good relationship with my wife. You know, I, 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 I'm free to go out and do my business where, wherever I need to, to buy or to sell or, or to work. Um, I, have, I have a happy life. I'm, I'm, I'm healthy and, and, I, and, I, and I'm wealthy. But Jesus is telling them, if you're caught up in a pattern of sin, if, if, if you've got sin in your life, if you're continuing to practice sin, then you are a slave to sin. And, and, and you're in a prison and you have no rights whatsoever to yourself. And because you're a slave, you cannot free yourself. He's talking about the insidiousness of sin. And a lot of times, we don't even know that we're caught up in it. It's, it's, it's like the addictions I talked about at the beginning. Human beings, because of a sinful nature, are addicted to sinning in general. It's not just about drug abuse. It's not just about alcoholism. It's not just about a gambling addiction. It's not just about a social media addiction. It's not just about an internet addiction or whatever, whatever things you might want to add there. It's about human entities' condition that they, that, that they are slaves to sin. They're slaves to the curse of sin and death. They're, 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 they're slaves to uh, the judgment of God because of their sins. They're slaves to guilt because of the, of the sin in their lives. They're, they're constantly in guilt. Constant, um, constantly in broken relationships, constantly um, pushing people away around them, constantly psychologically hurting and having anxiety and those kinds of things. You know, th their sin is weighing them down. And, and a lot of times they don't even realize um, that that's happening. Or, they, or they, they may realize it, but they don't understand the source of it. That their minds are darkened, their minds are imprisoned, that, that, that they're caught up in, 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 their, in their sinfulness and don't even realize it. And what Jesus is saying is, is that whether you are a religious person or not, whether or not you believe in Jesus Christ and some things about Jesus Christ, until you have repented of your sins, and asked him to forgive you of your sins, you are enslaved to sin. Because he tells the Jews here, he says, 
the slave does not remain in the house forever, but the son remains forever. In other words, the, the, the house where, where this person is enslaved is, is like God's house. And, and, and God is, is, is the master and, and the son is, is his heir. And, and, and the son has all the rights and privileges because he is a, the son of God. He has the right to the inheritance. He has the right um, to command these slaves. He has the right over the whole house. And only he, under, under the authority of the father, can set people, set his slaves free. That's the analogy that Jesus is drawing here. You are temporary people who are enslaved to sin. In other words, you're, you're, you're gonna, your life is going to end one day. And as long as you're under sin, you have no rights whatsoever. Whether you think you do or not, you are enslaved to sin if you keep on sinning. But he says, if you come to me to be set free, you will be free indeed. In other words, if, 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 if you remain in my word, if you remain in my truth, if you abide there, if you remain faithful to me, then you will see the truth of your sinfulness and then I can free you from it. Because once you see that, that you're a sinful person, all you've got to do is, is say, Lord Jesus, forgive me a sinner, and He'll forgive you a, a sinner. And not only that, it says, I, I'll, I'll free you from, from this enslavement. The whole world is under the curse of sin and death. And what that means is, um, you know, I'm, I'm caught up in sin because I have a sinful nature. And because of, of those, that, those practices of, of, of sin, I am condemned in God's sight to die without Him. And then I go on to the second death, that eternal separation of God, which is hell. And it's not that God, again, it's not that God sends us there. It's, it, it's because we, we continue to live in, in, in our bubbles where we, 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 we're living for self and, 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 and self-promotion um, uh, and, 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 and self-pleasuring and, and self-focused and, and, and even selfish to a certain degree. Not everybody's selfish. We still have the image of God in us, and sometimes we, we, we do, because of that image, um, have, have bright moments where we do good things. But none of those things can please God until we have come to the Son, Jesus Christ, and say, Jesus, I want to be set free. And only the eternal Son of God can forgive us to wipe those sins away, as the psalmist says, God can take those sins and cast them away as far as the east is from the west. <laughs> Praise God. Only He can open those prison doors that, that we are in because of the practices of sin. And only He can release us. And if you become a believer of Jesus Christ today, believing in His forgiveness of sins, that He as the eternal Son of God came to free you from your sins, if you believe that today, then you can be set free from the sin that you're in. Your, your, your confinement is, is over. The prison doors are slung open. The chains have fallen off. And you are freed 
from a life of practicing sin over and over and over again. As a believer of Jesus Christ, who has accepted His, his, his forgiveness of sins, the prison doors are, are flung wide open. You don't have to sit in the prison anymore. <clears throat> I think it's interesting. One of, the thing, one of the reasons I think a lot of homeless people commit crimes is because they want to be back in prison where they have bed and three meals, three square meals a day. Some people like being in the prison even though the prison doors are wide open <laughs> for, for them to go out. That, that, you know, some people want to stay in the prison. Some of us as, as, as uh, believers in Jesus Christ who, who have accepted His salvation still want to be in prison. And, and, and even though the, the chains are off and, and the doors are open, we still want to be sitting right there. There, there are even some <clears throat> uh, groups and, and, and believers today that said all that we will ever be is sinners. That, that we're just sinners saved by grace so that we can keep on sinning. And all, all Jesus Christ does is, is change our standing before God. G God sees us now through Jesus Christ, even though we know, we're still going out and practicing sin and doing whatever. Jesus suddenly becomes the rose-colored glasses on God. So God doesn't see our sin, all He sees is Jesus. That's not what this is saying here. That's not what John is saying. That's not what John is teaching. He's saying that, that you can be freed from a life, a pattern of practicing sin over and over so that your life continues on, you know, sinning and repenting and sinning and repenting and sinning and repenting. We no longer have to be called sinners. Yes, we, we, we still may sin. Yes, it's still possible for us to commit a sin. Yes, it's still possible for us to keep on practicing sin. And, and so much so that, that we um, reject God again, reject the Holy Spirit and turn away and go back to, a, to an old pattern of living. But we don't have to be caught up in sin anymore. We're not bound to sin every day in word, deed, and thought because of the freedom that Christ gives. We're not bound to do that. We don't have to continue on in sin because Christ has freed us and the truth has set us free and if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. I don't know who needs to hear that today. I think most of you here are, are true believers in Jesus Christ and have accepted His salvation long ago. We don't have to be caught up in, in, in a pattern of sinful habits anymore. And that's good news for people who are caught up in some of these more overt things. Someone who's caught up in a drug addiction. Jesus Christ can set them free from that. They still might have the physical addictions, they still may have the psychological addictions. You know, all, all those things are part of the chemical processes of our body. But between Him and God, that there is no, 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 no record of sin. That person can be freed. And having that knowledge of freedom in God will definitely help with, with the healing process. 
God can free people from, from their sins. He can free them from, from drug addictions. He can free them from alcohol addictions. I once heard somebody say um, you know, they were part of AA, which is good to be part of AA. But he kept saying things like, you know, you know I, I'm still a sinner. I'm going to AA so I don't, I don't drink again. I'm still a sinner. Well, friends, in God's eyes, if, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are no longer a sinner according to Him. You have been freed from sin. The prison doors are wide open. You can walk out and be free. You might still be going to AA to help you with the physical addiction and, and the psychological addiction to alcohol, and that's, that's great. But in God's eyes, you have been set free from sin. You don't have to be caught up in, anymore in the practices of sin. You don't have to be caught up in pornography anymore. And that, that, that's something that so many um, men especially are caught up in. And even within the church, there's a lot of men caught up in, in, in internet pornography addiction. It's not like the old, old days. <laughs> it's not like the old days where you walk into the store and the, and the clerk sees what you're getting. Or it's not like you know, the, the mail, coming in the mailbox so, so the mailman sees what you're getting. Or, or, you know, your spouse or your kids catching it hidden underneath the box under your, under your bed. It's not like those kinds of... I mean, it could be secret between you and your computer screen. And nobody else has to know but, but, but you and whoever's, you know, watching the, the website traffic. And that's it. It, it, you know, a lot of people are caught up in it. it it's very secretive. It's a very secret sin. But I'll guarantee you that, that men who are caught up in it and addicted to it are feeling a pattern of, of remorse and guilt, especially believers. If you believe in Jesus Christ and, 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 and you accept His salvation and His gospel, that you need His forgiveness of sin and you need to be set free, all you've got to do is ask Him. If you believe in Jesus Christ and He has freed you from your sin, those prison doors are wide open. You don't have to feel that guilt anymore. And just like alcohol or drug addiction, you might have to seek help for that. You might have to seek psychological counseling or something like that for it. But that's, that does not mean that, that you're not freed from your sin and made right with God. All you've got to do is walk out the prison doors. We were not made to live in a pattern of practicing sin over and over again so that we keep feeling the guilt and the shame that we have. We're freed from that sin. We're freed from the guilt and shame of the sin. Some people will stop short and say, okay, we're only freed from the guilt and shame of sin. Jesus isn't saying that. He says everyone who practices sin is still a slave to sin. I'm not just talking about the guilt or the shame that comes from it. But the sin itself, we're freed from it. Another thing that we, that we don't always see, that, that people have in their hearts and lives, they have past hurts that are leading to bitterness and anger and unforgiveness. And that bitterness and that anger and that unforgiveness are eating away from, it with, um, from within us. And we're caught up in, in, in this pattern where we continue to bring up and dredge up the old past hurts. And it stirs up that anger and that bitterness towards that person. And, and we still harbor that unforgiveness. 
that, that sin is just as real as any of the others. Because we harbor anger and unforgiveness in our hearts, we, we're still practicing sin. But God, through the Son, Jesus Christ, has freed us. And if we listen to the words of His gospel, and, and we follow it faithfully, He will free us from that sin. It doesn't always happen overnight. Sometimes we have to be drawn out of the prison, <laughs> so to speak. The Holy Spirit draws us out of that prison. But the doors are flung wide open for those who believe in Jesus Christ. We don't have to be caught up in a pattern of, of sin and repentance and sin and repentance and sin and guilt and sin and guilt and sin and shame and sin and shame. Jesus has freed us from those things. And if we give it to, over to Him fully, He has promised that He will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let's stand. Ask Michael if you'll just play something. Uh, Jesus paid it all would be fine if you can find that. Cue it up. I just feel like some of you today <clears throat> might be caught up in something that maybe you don't want to admit out loud or anything like that. Um, whatever it is you're experiencing in your heart and life right now, whatever anger or bitterness, whatever sinful practice, maybe it's a secret sin that nobody sees.
Thank you for your patience. May the Lord bless you today as you go. And uh, just uh, if you allow me to get to the back, I'll greet you. I just pray that the Lord has blessed you today. Amen.